Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, everybody? Hope you had a good Christmas. Uh, this is episode 19, the No Words Bar podcast. Uh, this is Mo, joined by my man Chris Mack, ATL. Um, you know what, man? You've had a you've had a good week. Let's let's just jump into this, man. Football. Um, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna let you have the floor, man. Yo, yo, yo. Say yeah, what you yes. need to say. How about them Dallas Cowboys, man? Like Woo! Took care of them punks in Washington. Forty-one points in the first half. Like they they ran it up, and they they were they didn't took their foot off the pedal either, man. They just kept throwing it at their throats the entire game, and um, yeah, they 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 sealed up the division. They finally won the division. Um, they they earned their birth into the playoffs, and those two things happened without even having to play a game. So for them not to wrestle on their laurels and just be aggressive the entire way through against a division rival was excellent. And um yeah, hopefully that builds momentum going into the the NFL playoffs um in a couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Um I'm just uh I'm I'm gonna eat crow right now. Um I know before the season started, I probably was a mistake on my end to have as much confidence that I, I had within my giants um but we are totally ass um yeah man you guys are awful we're awful and there's a lot of rumblings in uh, within the organization that there may be um it just may be a full-on like blow up during the the off season and uh, so uh, a full full-on fire sale would that include um you know saquon barkley leaving as well I don't know, man, and that's a great question because, like, like we all know, we we know the, the what Saquon is capable of, but you know, I also wonder the, the injuries that he has suffered um, last season and this season. Um, you know, it, it makes me wonder. I I don't know if it's one of those things that it, it, it diminished his effectiveness, or um, if it's one of those things where it's just. The play calling has just been completely shitty, um, but I want to say that yes, a lot of it uh, attributes to uh, a lot of it is contributed to the fact that Joe Judge sucks, man. As a coach, man, he's he sucks, and and really a lot of it starts from the top. And yeah, the the unwillingness of of Mara and and Gettleman, um. To just do common sense shit, man. Um, and I know for Joe Judge, he can only do with the personnel that's given to him. But um, it's 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 a it's a double. There's enough blame to be put around. And I I, I think Gettleman, I think he's he's leaving after this season ends. Um, so I think we're going to have a new GM. I don't know who that is. I haven't really saw far as any possible candidates we probably won't know until after the season ends with their you know yearly you know uh i don't know it was used to be called black monday but since i think there's games now too uh-huh this season happening on monday um i guess it could still be a black monday but um it's going to be interesting but as far as the players on the team i i really don't know um that is a great question with saquon i think he stays though um because he's still a I mean, he's still a pretty damn good running back. So, uh, 
It's uh, I I don't think we're going to give up on him, but uh, definitely Daniel Jones's era is is done. Um, there's just going to be a lot of turnover, I think. Um, not only just on the personnel side, but uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of um, change that's happening on the field too with the players. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But um, but yeah, that's kudos to you guys, man. It, um, for, for for I mean, y'all y'all had the bounce back season. Y'all had the season where a lot of people, yeah, man, that a lot of people felt that y'all should have had last year. Um, because y'all was on that pace, you know, y'all, yeah. y'all before Dak got injured. Yeah, yeah, before yeah, for um the Dak injury, that was we were building momentum to look really good going to the season. And I feel like we are even better now, especially with um, was this this is McCarthy's second year? Um, with I Dallas, believe so. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So now you know with McCarthy getting a second full year under his belt, uh. Michael Parsons just being phenomenal uh, for us. And, uh, and, uh, and they, you know, get good contributions from um, C.D. Lamb and and Dak just being, you know, just getting his groove again after, you know, coming back from injury. And with also our COVID, you know, COVID outbreaks, you know, we 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 managed to steer the ship. And yeah. now, you know, we got a, you know, they got a tough game against Arizona. Uh, but this this should be a good test, you know, building up and be able to continue to um, create some more momentum going to the playoffs because, you know, it's a clean slate when, you know, everybody gets into the playoffs. But these last few weeks really could determine your way of um if um teams make it a serious run or not. Right. So, you know, no, 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 there's there's no clear winners, man. Everyone's ready. I, I still feel like Los Angeles have a shot, you know. Uh, you know, still got Tampa Bay, still have Green Bay. So those four in, in right there, they're pretty much in contention of being the teams leading the line for the NFC. And Arizona right. is somewhere waiting in their wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what's going to wind up happening, though, if the cards, if the stars align right, um, I believe that it is definitely going to be um, – Y'all in Green Bay, I guess, in the NFC Championship game. Um, uh, I can't, like you said, <laughs> um, Arizona is still there. Um, but uh, those Rams, the Rams, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah they, they're starting to click at the right time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Odell is happy. He's 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 doing good so far over there. I'm, I'm always going to be happy for Odell, regardless of what team that he goes to. It, wherever he goes and plays, yeah. um, as long as it's not any other NFC East team. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I, I'm I'm happy for the dude. I'll I'll always be a fan of his. I still got his Beckham Giants jersey with me, so um, I'm happy for him. It's it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting playoffs. Um, I'm actually intrigued on a lot of ways, and um, even in the AFC. Um, I, I will yeah. say this, um, uh, before I say anything else, um, Tennessee Titans are still not getting the respect that they deserve, um, mm-hmm. given all the obstacles that they have gone through this season, um, COVID and, and numerous energy, uh, injuries 
And he uh, lost Derrick Henry for the season, right? Right, right, exactly. And numerous times, uh, either AJ was down or um, Julio Jones was down. Um, these guys, they, they, I, in my mind, they, they passed that. They passed the eye test to me as for a team that really should not just do not take your eyes off of them. Um, they're that good. And the fact that they'll have um, they'll have Henry for the playoffs. So, um, to my understanding, he he will be available in the playoffs. So that's that's a huge boost for them. Yeah. Um, so it, it should be um, should be good. It should be good. Um, uh, as long as they don't just you know put out dud um, against any of these other teams because they they've beaten any team top team in the AFC. Um, for the most part, you feed them to Tennessee, and Tennessee is one. They beat them, so um, you can never like they like I said they they deserve a lot more credit than than what's given to them. Um, uh, we all know about Kansas City. Kansas City will always be Kansas City. Um, you can never obviously, you know, uh, put them. You know, keep your eyes off of them. You've always got to keep your eyes on them. Um, yeah, they can always just all of a sudden just boom. Uh, Indianapolis is pretty interesting too. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it's there is a lot more teams in there that probably deserve a lot of attention uh, and credit. That I don't know. I just feel like they probably just don't get enough of. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how how that turns out. Um, you know, Cincinnati. Uh, talking about putting their foot on people's necks, um, what Cincinnati did to uh, Baltimore um, last Sunday, that was pretty big. Even though we know, and I get it, Baltimore pretty much was using their third-string quarterback. But um, still, like it, I don't think anybody really would have thought um, Baltimore to be up there. They're three seed now, so um, that that's. That's a pleasant surprise. Uh, Buffalo is Buffalo. Um, New England, it's like they just, New England just doesn't ever go away, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> it's, I'm, 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 I'm kind of tired of them, but they're, they're always there, and it's Bill Belichick. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so in that yeah, sense, uh, it, it, you, you really shouldn't be surprised, but it's like, okay. You know, Mac Jones doing his thing over there. Miami being the seventh seed, um, that's another team that's that's interesting. Uh, apparently, I found out, I saw, uh, I can't remember if it was yesterday or, or earlier this, just earlier this week, that they are the uh, first team in NFL history to have a seven-game win streak and a seven-game lo- losing streak in the same season. That's great. That's oh, insane. wow. Yeah. First, hand, first team in NFL history. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak? Correct. In the same season. Well, this is – in the same season. Well, I, when it comes to Miami Dolphins, this is par on par for the course for them. Uh, luckily, it's 17 games instead of 16 games, or this will be another 8-8 eight eight season for them. True. Very true. <laughs> Very true. But, I mean, like I said, the stats don't lie. I mean, that's – that's pretty That's impressive. still impressive, though. It's right, right, right. They so, were trash. Uh, they were trash at the beginning of the year, and now they're pretty good in the, in the second half of the year. 
and they still might not make the playoffs, which is incredible. It is. I mean, really, it, it's a it's a logjam for those wild card spots right now. It's because I think what because now what is it now is it uh, seven teams now, right? Um, as far as that yeah. gets into the to the yeah. postseason, top the top seed gets the gets the buy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you have if I'm looking at the records right now, uh, I said uh, New England they're nine and six. They're the they're the sixth seed. Miami. Miami, Baltimore, the Chargers, and the Raiders are all eight and seven tied for that last wild card spot. So that's going to make for a very interesting um, Sunday. I don't know if I don't know who plays tomorrow or if there's any games tomorrow. Um, I'll have to check that check that out. Um, let me see. Uh, no, there is no Thursday game since I think this since yeah, no Thursday games um, this week. So everything is Sunday, and then the Monday game is Browns and Steelers. So, um, and man, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm glad Ben Roethlisberger is like, this is it. He's calling it quits because, I mean, for, for lack of a better yeah, word, man. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh is just, nah, nah, nah. nah. They, 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 don't, they don't got it, man. They don't got it. They, they, they definitely they haven't had it guard. for years. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But no, I think except that- for that one season, they, they eked in. They eat yeah. in, but it's just like, ah, eh. you know, it's like, ah, it's Steelers. Um, but it's going, like I said, this Sunday, very interesting for, for both conferences with uh, a lot of playoff implications on the line. Um, but of course, the the the, the big news. Um, this uh, yeah, we'll be from, remiss though talking yeah. about um, the NFL um, without this news. So uh, yeah, 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 John Madden, man, um, amazing. Amazing icon. career, yeah, I, right, icon. Uh, it, it's like he—he he technically was the very first football name I've ever known. Uh, as a child, right, because of the Madden series. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I think I had read somebody had tweeted yesterday, like you know, if you really to put things in perspective with John Madden, like, the, and this is like I said, it's all depending on your age. Like your father, like it's like your father knew knew John Madden through coaching he's like you know like we know john madden through um was it through through commentating commentating and then yeah like i said depending on your age and then your your children you know they know john madden through the the video game so the the fact that he he is well known through three different ways and technically like three different generations um, that's when you, when you really put it in that perspective, that's, that's amazing. That is, that it is really just, is, man. That's truly amazing, man. And the fact that he still has the most, I think the winning is, uh, the, as far as the percentage winning percentage, um, of coaches that have coached the thing after a hundred games, like that's, I mean, granted Madden hadn't coached since, what was it? The, the, the early eighties <laughs> since like 80, 81. He and, has a coach uh, just he has a coach just to show Tom Lakers, man. Right. <laughs> right. That goes to show, you know, <laughs> how long ago that was. And you know, and then when you look at his body of work with commentating and the things that he he revolutionized how football games are or the, the whole broadcast, the presentation of football games. You know, um, 
it, it, it's it's really it's astonishing. I don't think you can really put it into enough words to describe it. Um, another thing that I realized that I had pointed out yesterday um, was if you think of Fox Sports, right? Fox Sports as an entity by mm-hmm. itself. Um, they, yeah. they started showing NFL games in the ni- start of 94 season. And uh, it, having John Madden be tied to Fox Sports for them to get him after CBS was done um, with showing NFL coverage. Uh, that, to me, the how it, like, it legitimized Fox Sports. You know, I'm pretty sure at that time, um, I mean, we, we were both really too young to even, I mean, not, I know, especially, especially you, you know, <laughs> uh, but oh, we're, oh, we're, not, wow. we're, we're not, we're not that different in, in age anyway, yeah. but, but still though, it's like, um, it, it legitimized Fox as a, a, another destination for people to go, um, especially within the NFL world, um, broadcasters and, and, and reporters and stuff like that. Um, they didn't have to go to the ESPN route. Um, they didn't have to go to uh, NBC or, or or CBS or ABC. You know, um, so it, it gave a lot of people another avenue. And to see how that grew based off of just the legitimization of Madden being on there, because if Madden was on there, mm-hmm. you took it serious. Um, so, and then just to see how over the years, Fox sports to what it is now, um, I don't think it can be understated to say, and I, or I would, I don't feel like I would be out of line to say that a lot of that majority of that is all, you know, due to John Madden. Um, and it's not just only football too, as far as presentation wise, like we're talking about all major sports, sport leagues. And I mean, and I can't really say just only in North, North America, I'm pretty sure overseas too. Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 there was no way I wasn't, I wasn't watching or paying attention to anything soccer as a kid. Um, but I mean, I, you look, maybe you could, you could speak more of it to me as far as the presentation of soccer games. Um, now, uh, I don't know. Does it, does it have a somewhat of a similar feel to, um, how it looks like when, when it's like a, just the NFL game, like American uh, football. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I will say so for as far as Premier League games go. Um, as far as like the commentating and the presentation, it differs. Uh, I know, like you know, when okay. it comes to the likes of uh, like like uh, what like Derek Gray, yeah, Andy Gray, or you know, or certain English commentators like they, they, they don't really exude much of the charisma mm-hmm. um that like 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 someone like a um John Madden would, you know, because Madden right. I feel like it was like Madden and Dick Vitale. Mm-hmm. You know, that two two guys that came in and um were like so their charisma and their their personality just exudes, you know, and also amplifies, you know, the presentations of the game, mm-hmm. you know, especially with their, you know, uh, their their phrases and their catchphrases and and certain sayings and how they will uh, talk about a play, especially with Madden, how he will describe certain plays and then say something like "boom," 
<laughs> or or, or yeah. someone like or or add someone with someone like Chris Berman too. Like when they also bounced off each other, you know, when you would hear him and you would hear Berman on ESPN. And it, it but for for soccer, like the one person that comes to mind when um I hear about like certain commentators or heightened appreciation was like Ray Hudson. Uh and Ray Hudson, he normally do La Liga games in Spain, and he was at best doing that, you know, during Messi's prime with Barcelona. Okay. And I would I would say that you should YouTube his clips, uh, especially when he's commentating games of Leo Messi in it, and just the things that he will say are so outrageous <laughs> that uh, that you know you don't really hear it um, per se uh, like uh, in a Premier League game or not too many Premier League games of um, today. Now there probably were like during the, the mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. Where I wasn't watching too much, and there wasn't a lot of access to it to begin with. Yeah, that um, that I was able to check out or know any of the commentator or know certain presentations of the game itself. But as far as like an overall like experience, I would say the Premier League does it the best. But they don't have that commentator that really stands out that will like blow you away. Gotcha. It's like a John Madden. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. I- it's, I, that's the one thing that I that I personally like. I, I, as far as the presentation of, of how, because I know soccer, like there's just and and we we touched on it on the last episode. Like there's just so much, there's just so much coverage of soccer every single day. Um, and so in, in a sense, I know, yeah, it's it's different from football since football is not only shown like you know two three times a week, if that uh, at, at most, you know. Um, so that's oh that that's great to know. I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely watch some uh YouTube clips of him. Um but the the, the circle back to Madden. Um and then you know not only the games like you, you felt like the game the game felt like you said it amplified if it was like an important game and and if Madden was assigned to him and and, and I I want to give credit also to Pat Summerall because I mean Oh yeah. you know for the, sure those who was was synonymous with, with each other too, you know. Um, so whenever you had those guys on there, uh, you knew like, all right, this is the game that I need to watch because they only going to be assigned really to the yeah the, the big games, the game um, of the week. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, and even Madden's little stint that he had with Al Michaels on um, on NBC. Um, still, like you just you just you just took those games a little bit more seriously because they were. They were assigned to it, um, but then, you know, and, and then his impact on just gaming, sports gaming. Um, I don't think it could really, I don't yeah, think we man. really could measure that. Uh, it, it's the way I, mean, I look he, at it. His his, his his presence, like the really, he changed sports gaming, uh, and, and the way it um, not like just the presentation, how it attracted new audiences as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Matt and uh, it, 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 it redefined how sports games should be presented to new audiences, you know, and to this day, I still like, you know, abide by that because I probably wouldn't got into a lot of sports, you know, if it wasn't just for my dad, you know, putting me on, but right. playing those games like Matt and NBA live, yeah, you know, and getting to know teams and getting to know certain players and, and, certain plays and rosters and trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what my favorite highlight plays to do. Like those, those type of things, like it, 
did kind of add to like knowing the realism and learning the sport through a different lens. Right. And, you know, and Madden, you know, he, he was ahead of his time in knowing that that video game gaming in general is going to be the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that's how it was. And, you know, and when I look at it now, you know, you, you see how these games are presented, like with 2K mm-hmm. and FIFA and, you know, and Madden, who's still going on strong. What is it now? 26 years? Something like that, right? It yeah. feels like 26 years now since uh, the first release. So, it is it's it's just it's just incredible to see how much of a footprint he is um put on in in his legacy in so many avenues you know and so many streams of uh, media and entertainment that uh that you know his face and voice are synonymous with this sport and with this game itself yeah as a matter of fact um I'm trying to say that the first Madden game, I think, was actually done in 19, uh, I want to say, 89 or 90, to be honest. Because at first, the first one started on PC. It was on IBM computers. Um, And then I think the following year, that's when it finally debuted onto Sega. And And then obviously, once once that was on Sega, it just <laughs> everything just blew up from there, and and even just in speaking of, of games, um, you know EA Sports, and, and you saw the tweet that I had put out yesterday, man. Like, yeah, you you think about EA Sports as a brand in itself. Um, I mean, come on, man, like uh, that he, he pretty much made it right, right, right. He put EA Sports on the map, but. The, the thing about Madden, his main thing with the game is that he wanted to make sure that the game, I mean, look at the slogan for, for EA Sports. It's in the game. If it's in the game, it's, it's in, the, in game. the game. Like that, that's And that was Madden's approach. He's like, no, if I'm going to have this video game tied to my name, I want, you know, everything about the game, like I want it to be in this video game. I want it to be as realistic as possible. Um and I mean, obviously, given the time, I mean, the technology that was available, um, I mean, there was only so much. Hey, hey, it, 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 in 1994, that technology was incredible. 1994, first of all, 1994, EA Sports, I mean, for me being a hockey person, yeah. like the, the, the greatest hockey game that EA Sports has ever produced was NHL 94. That's hands that that's, oh, yeah. univer- that's a universal, yes. that's a universal agreement right there, like. I mean, there, there to this day, there are people that are still modding like the EA uh, NHL '94 game, and there is a community like there, there is like a community of people that that mods game, and the same thing happens for Matt. Yeah, I, re- I remember, no, I remember. Um, I don't know if it was the official EA Sports site or it was something like that, but I did play the the, the NHL mods. Um, when I was in high school, and they they will have the classic ninety four ninety five skin, but they will have to update the rosters, right? And I played that for any show and FIFA. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it go it just goes to show like the 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 mind of this guy was like you said, man. It's it was ahead of its time, and I don't think anybody could have predicted um. You know the way sports games are, you know, and how it's progressed over the years. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is nobody could have thought that it, when Madden put that first game out there, 
on a Genesis um, that it would evolve to what it is right now, man. And no, you know, no way. Uh, it, it's and then even for the players itself, man. Like you know, I was watching the um, the Madden documentary uh, last night that originally premiered on Christmas Day, and uh, the players, you know, they all felt like they didn't like you didn't have a good season unless you was on the All Madden team. And the first All Madden team was I think is nineteen eighty four. That was the first All Madden team, and um, and one of the guys, one of the coaches that were on there, I believe, I don't know, I, yeah, I think one of the coaches was actually Pat Summerall, but I don't know if if he was just in there, I I, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I it, it's, yeah, man. It, there was a lot of there was interesting guys, but of course, I, my my heart my heart melted when I saw um, the fact that they got Lawrence Taylor on there and. And uh, which to me, greatest New York Giant ever. Um, to me, uh, and and it may be older, older heads may like may disagree, but uh, I don't know. Like, how can you disagree with that? I mean, how much of a beast he was, and just just his relationship with the players. And one of the things they kind of touched on, which I found interesting, which you know I really didn't think about it, but if I was a person in in, in John Madden's shoes. Um, what he did, you know, by because remember he didn't he didn't travel through plane or train. He tried it before and he just didn't like it. But him, the Madden bus, yeah. man, you know, like um, for him to and with him traveling to all these different cities um, along the way, traveling to the different game game locations, um, and, and just he was a very personal personable person. He was very relatable. He was. He, uh-huh. he loved speaking to the people and, and seeing not only and he wasn't really that much interested. He was interested in, in you know the full their their fo- football knowledge and stuff, but it was just mostly what their everyday lifestyle was, and that's what you know kind of added. That's what adds on to the aura of, of John Madden is the fact that not only was he interested in to the players, it was just just the overall just people what they did in their everyday lives and how that's how he was able to connect with them so much. And, and he, you know, I don't think I can recall ever hearing a story where somebody approached John Madden and they felt like he was being cold to them or, you know, kind of blew them off. Um, he was just always very welcoming to anybody that came up, even just, you know, people that he was just so revered and people either see him, you know, somewhere and, and they'll go up to him and he just, was always uh, he had this appreciative um, personality and, and, and persona with him, and that that was just him in a nutshell. And um, it's it's a it's a big loss, but you know, um, man, what a life! What a life! Yeah, that's that's the life. That's that's the life you want to live, man. Your legacy that it, Madden's legacy lives on forever, man. Like it's like I don't recall that there's going to be a time where. Um, like especially the Madden football games that they they're ever going to stop. <laughs> that's yeah. that's and, and not just and not and not just from a um just from a video game standpoint, but also as a coach as well. Uh, I I saw a tweet um sometime just earlier um this week following his passing that um that both him and Al Davis, you know, when he was coach of the Raiders, he was one of the first or if not one of the only coaches. That was giving um, HBCU talent 
a look. Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. He was one of the one of the few that will be giving like HBCU um players, you know, a chance to play and be paid for their skill. Because, you know, he uh, you know, he was a high proponent of um of uh, you know, athletes, young athletes getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for them, you know, because normally, you know, those type of players they they would get ignored in the draft, right? You know, and but for him to do that, that's that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool fact to know that uh, that Matten was again he a dude that was uh, ahead of his time in more ways than one. Definitely, definitely, man. It's I have nothing but good memories with the uh, about the guy. Um, one of my favorite memories, um, about Madden, um. I mean, the, his his cameo in Little Giants, right? Uh, the annexation of Puerto classic, Rico. Classic, classic, classic. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it, it's it's just amazing, man. I I, I smile and, and I, I get filled with happiness just yeah. thinking about the dude and his yeah. impact on 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 society in general, um, through the many ways that the, his talents and oh man. That's that's a big loss. That's a yeah, big man. loss for sure, man. That that's I think that movie um, was the reason why I became a Cowboys fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that movie in itself, um, uh, just just watching y'all, because I, I think that's how I became a Cowboys fan. Alongside the fact that I saw them play against my dad's Dolphins team, and that was it. <laughs> that that was it for me. But yeah. It, but that that movie was fantastic. I, now I got now you got now have me out to watch it now. Right, it's right, so right. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to watch it sometime this weekend. Now, now, now that I mentioned it, um, but uh, but interesting though. I, I have to ask, like, did your father ever tell you, explain to you how he became a Dolphins fan? Uh, yeah, he he did. Um, it was during the undefeated season. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it was definitely during that time. He um started following them um during the undefeated season, but also he was very young too. Like he was born in '69, so he <laughs> got to know know about the uh, the undefeated season. And he's just been following them ever since. I mean, he was just a lifelong you know Dolphins fan. He's from North Carolina, so I don't uh, know how how that. Uh, one, yeah, you know, I mean, right, at right. the time, you know, they didn't have a, a franchise in yet. You know, the Panthers didn't come through, so I guess you know the Dolphins was the next best thing. You know, and yeah, that was his team. Uh, but yeah, you know, Dallas, you know, that was, it was just kind of easy for me. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> uh, I think from the movie and the fact that you know, I, I, I just like the star, and you know, it, it was during that time, you know, where they were at their peak. You know, they had everybody on there, you know, they had Irvin, they had. Deion Sanders, he had yeah, Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman. I was like, these were larger than life superstars on a larger than life team, and uh, you know that that spoke to me. I thought it was fucking cool. <laughs> that, it ha- hasn't been much of the same since now, but you know, there's at least they're they're a competent football team now, which I can you know couldn't ask for much more. Yes, definitely, definitely, man. But um. Yeah, but once again, man, um, rest in peace, John Madden, man. Uh, great, great memory, great guy. Uh, legacy will forever, forever uh, live on for sure, man. Um, but uh, the transition, uh, something else, uh, man, uh, 
what what's this this NBA season has been um it's been pretty great for me. <laughs> this has been a very interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of the Christmas games by any chance? Uh for the NBA? Yeah, yeah. I watched um I think I believe I watched I watched a little bit of the Warriors and Suns, which was uh pretty good. Did not try to watch the Knicks and Hawks because, you know, I mean, the Hawks has been destroyed by protocol. Um, yeah. As you can see, this whole weekend. Um, and even Trey Young now, he's made a mention of how, you know, it, it, it's kind of unfair that, you know, this team has been hit hard with protocol over the week, over the last couple of weeks, but yet they're still playing. And, yeah. you know, now he just came back from it. But, yeah, that was that, – that game was practically ruined by um, the fact that Trey couldn't play. And they didn't really have a lot of guys there. It almost felt like they didn't have a point guard at all. Yeah. And, you know, and the Knicks, you know, and, you know the Knicks blew them out. It wasn't fun. I mean, they, they got their bat and they Christmas win, which was cool. Kim Walker got a triple double. You know, it was fine for what it was, but I, I, I didn't really watch much of the Bucks and Celtics. Uh, I saw that, you know, when the Celtics, Blew what a 17 18 point lead, mm-hmm. uh, in the fourth quarter to Milwaukee. I, I knew that they that they were trash and they still are. Um, but I watched a bit of the Nets and Lakers. Um, great, <laughs> there, there, there's some stuff that's going on with that team in LA, man. That I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're not healthy, no, uh, they're there are they also got players and health and safety protocols. Um, but let's just face it, this team is old as fuck. And LeBron James, you know, I mean, he's been absolutely great, tremendous in his time right now. But they are one in five in their last six uh, when LeBron played. And he's carrying that team. But the rest of the team is barely doing much. I mean, Russell Westbrook's, you know, he's having his triple doubles here and there. You know, you might get a good mellow game, but it's just they're just slow defensively. And they don't have the shooting as, you know, they thought they would. Yeah. It is kind of, you know, and it's you know, and now, you know, Anthony Davis being out too. You don't really know what it's gonna be health wise. Yeah. Uh, again, I just don't see it for the Lakers this season. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't see them winning this year, especially when you have Phoenix and Golden State playing out of their minds, and you know, and Clay Thompson is yet to still come in. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's, I, I really don't know. I, you know, LeBron, and like, he is a machine. He's going to be thirty-seven <laughs> now. I think he turns thirty-seven tomorrow. Um, and wow. yeah, and um. I, I just, I just, I just don't see it, man. I really don't. I, I can't see him doing this for the rest of the season and then try to do it in the playoffs. No, uh, yeah, it's, it's they, they, they put too much. I think ideally, what they thought was that you know having Braun and AD being the one-two punch, and I know Braun probably looked at AD's like, listen, you know, I want this to be your team. I mean, yeah, I'm here, and I'm still going to be LeBron. But you know, I think it, it, LeBron wanted to hand the reins to him, but it, it's just that the, the makeup of the team is just not it's not good. And 
yeah, I mean, they, they, they're old and they, you know, and I hate to say that, but it is what it is. Um, and the defense, I think that's, I guess this goes to show that really the driving point, the driving factor of the team, you know, you can look at all the offense all you want, but it's the defense part. And, yeah, you know, they, they lost key guys they or didn't keep key guys on defense that, that really helped them a lot, um, especially during them getting the championship during that bubble, um, the bubble playoffs. And um, I, you know, I, I speak from a personal bias. Um, they, the fact that they didn't, they wasn't able to get Demar Derozan, and then they let Caruso go. And you know, and I only say it for, like, the reason why I say it from a bias factor since both of those guys are on my team now. And they they've been they've been individually and collectively, um, along with Lonzo Ball, um, they they they've been like a godsend <laughs> for us. Um, all, yes, I feel the exact same way with um, you know the guys that came in for the Russell Westbrook trade, man. You know, uh, I mean Kuzma may be dumb, but he's solid. Trez is good. KCP is great. Like you know, they they help build that defensive core for the Wizards, and but you know, they, I mean, we're we're reaping the benefits of it. Like, yeah. we're, we're probably going to be a three game over five hundred team now, right? Because of that, yeah, yeah. It's the thing with the, the see, but that's the thing, man. It's just the the NBA, and this, and I guess more so the East than the West is like it really is is it's. It's an even ebb and flow type thing, right? It, it's you could go on a streak. If you go on a good enough streak, you could, you know, leapfrog multiple teams. But if you go on a bet, if you go on a losing streak, like that can, that can easily just take everything, all the, the yeah. wind out of the sails. And and next thing you know, you're in that, um, that playing game area and. You don't want to really deal with that, <laughs> you know. Uh, and the Lakers dealt with that before, man. Yeah, and they didn't, and it, and it wasn't good. It wasn't it, good. It really wasn't. You know, um, they. It's. I I have my views about my my personal view as far as about the playing game. Like, ah, you know, ah, we could do without it, but, um, of course, it's, I I it's the revenue factor and i guess it gives teams that normally would be long shots um you know outside of the eight seed um you know kind of give them that extra incentive and motivation for them to want to actually care about these games and and get into there yeah um because you just never know man um i mean there are certain teams that you have you, you you have a good feeling like all right regardless or what lower seed team is facing this higher seed team that that this higher seed team is going to wind up winning the series. Um, but, you know, you could always have that one team that could be riding a hot streak going into the end of the season and they in a hot streak into the playing game. And then, you know, they get into the playoffs and then boom, like they just, <laughs> you know, they, they, they may shock, you know, a, a team or two, but, um, but personally, man, like it, it, the Lakers, they the Lakers do not want to be in the playing game position, but they may just have no other choice in the, in the matter. Yeah. Um, 
granted, there's still time to 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 um, you know steer the ship into the right direction, but uh, right now I just I just don't see any confidence in that. But um, but I don't want to talk so much about the Lakers, man, because I mean they they they're on a they're on the downside. Um, but I do want to touch on um, man, uh, Golden State Steph Curry is. Uh, it's I, I sometimes I watch this stuff, man, and I'm just I'm just speechless. <laughs> I'm just speechless about it. And they're rolling; they're doing all of this without Clay. And yeah, man, like, and they got guys in protocol now too. Right, right. Draymond, right. I think now is in protocol. Um, it's I think Jordan is Jordan Poole in? No, Jordan. Yes, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is also in there as well. Jeez. Right, and they're and they're just still winning these games. Like that was a huge win against Phoenix the other night, uh, for the Christmas game, you know. Yeah. Which and, and that was a good game, uh. But still, man, it's just it's it's just remarkable. It's just remarkable seeing what this guy does, and um, it's 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 amazing. Just like how we tell people with LeBron, you know, appreciate the greatness that's happening. Um, like appreciate Steph Curry, man, for everything. Everything that he's doing, um, he is he's literally For the sure, face man. of the game right now. I know a lot of people want to say Giannis is because you know coming off of the the, the title and and all this other stuff, but oh uh, no, nah, man, Steph Curry, that's that's to me that's the face of the league right now, man. Um, and I like to see that. It, you, you, think, you think he's um he's going to be the undisputed MVP, like unanimous, or you think he's going to get competition from? Uh, Giannis or maybe uh, Kevin Durant, you know, at least those two in particular. As of right now, Steph Curry is the leading. He he's in the lead for for the MVP, no doubt, mm. no doubt at all. Uh, that uh, anybody to say, oh, he's not. I mean, I guess you could try to. It, it, it's a good debate, yeah, for sure. Um, but overall, um. Nah, he's 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 the front runner right right now, and obviously things can change a month from now, two months from now. But I just don't see that happening. I don't see it changing. Um, and I hope it's not one of those things that you know, you know, before the All Star break you're riding at the peak, and then as soon as you get to the All Star yeah. break and afterwards, then you're going to slump. Um, but uh, just the way this this team is playing, Golden State is playing. I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't see a major slump or anything like that happening, and um in the, the the greatest thing that they the, this is the greatest scenario that 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 could work out for Golden State because they don't have no they have no reason any guys that are injured they have no reason to rush them um they could just allow them to, to heal fully and, and and properly um you know as we've been seeing with Clay you know he's he's been doing a lot of uh, pregame shoot, shoot you know shoot arounds with with the team um even you know right before the game he's out there just shooting shooting around yeah. with the team, um, doing the layup lines and stuff like that. Um, but uh, – and I, I just know that – I know he's just, like, itching. I just know he's just itching. Yeah, just man, to be he's back like to go. On a court. But, man – but at the same time, we don't we don't know. We don't know what, what Clay we're going to see, um, if it's going to be anything different from before or if it's just going to be the same old Clay. My, I'm a betting – if I was a betting person, I will put my money on it being the same Clay Thompson. It may not be there, mm-hmm. like, the first – you know, a few games, but once he gets in his groove, like man, that's dangerous. That's just dangerous, right there. Oh yeah. Um, it's 
I don't think like we and I like I said last year I saw a glimpse and pieces of it, especially how they ended that season where everybody started to gel together. Um, and it's just <laughs> they just they haven't missed a step at all. They haven't missed a step at all. And you know, Phoenix is just like it, it, it's almost kind of similar, like Milwaukee. You know, it's like they're 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 there. Like you don't have to really speak about them a lot because I, they they're just there. They're winning their games and they're mm-hmm. they're doing their thing. And there's no reason to believe that either one of them is still not considered a title contender. I mean, they were obviously they were just you know th- their last finals. So um, it, it's it's exciting. I like to see stuff like that because I always felt like. Um, you know the West. They have the they they, they clearly had the more exciting teams um, yeah. going on right now. Um, but I think you know once once the the All Star break happens and we we who knows what movement may come around. You know who gets traded if anybody. Um, you know I think Portland still being there in the the um, playing game um, spot, which is given how Portland is like. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing that they're in a play in spot as of this moment. Um, but when you're, when you're in those last three, four spots there, um, to qualify for the playing game, you know, um, this, there is, there's going to be a lot of movement going along, going around as the season goes on and who knows, who knows what was going to happen to Dame, you know? Um, I, I, I guess a lot of it depends on where they're at, um, come to all-star break, um, because I still think the trade deadline is before the all star, right before the all star break. Um, at least I yeah, think it's I still is. It's still going to be on. Um, I, I get it's normally what was like the Feb, uh, the uh, the yeah the week before the um, all star break, right? Normally, in um, in the season, so I guess that's still the date. Because yeah. it's yeah. so it should be like um because normally you do like Valentine's Day weekend for all star, yeah, all star break. So let me see. Trade deadline. Let's see. It's going to be February the 10th. Yep. There we go. There February we go. the 10th, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Six weeks away. It's, it's, and those six weeks is going to fly. They're going to fly. They're going to fly fast. Yes. Fly very fast. Um, I'm surprised because normally um, once the like, – you know that little trade window opens up on the fifteenth December. Um, normally, like after a week or so, we will be starting getting some deals in. I don't know. I really don't know that now with uh with Omicron just taking over, if that's really playing a factor into a lot of future trades being on hold. Because yeah. who's on the roster now? Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, and, and we may not even see any true trades happen until like we get closer to the deadline. Yep. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much player movement is going to happen, but I personally don't expect a lot to happen this season. Yeah, it, it's COVID. Is, it's it's it, we and we spoke that the last episode. You know how much it's been affecting all these um, sports leagues, and it's. Like you said, the COVID thing, like that, that, that puts in a little bit of an extra degree of difficulty as far as a, trying to decide: do you make this roster move? You know, do you, do you, do you, do you, are you? You know, is the roster move going to be worth doing? 
you know, um, but yeah, because he could trade for a player and then, you know, as soon as he come in, that's it, put him in the protocol. That's it. That's it, man. And depending on where you're at in the standings, man, like those five games that, you know, if the, especially if the person is your best player on the team um, or a key component, you know, those five games that you, if you lose all those games that the person is out, that could be a big deciding factor that comes, you know, come to end of the season as far as seeding is concerned. So um, it's not something that yep, just, yep. it's not something to just take lightly or just, you know, push to the side. I mean, you know, it really does depend. My father is always stressed about matchups, man. And if you match up with the wrong team because it's, you know, way to, whatever the seating is like, um, you may be in trouble and in, or it may be in, in your greatest benefit. So um, it, it's it's a lot to be seen. And it's we, we, we're going to see how this all going to turn out in the end um, within the next six weeks for sure. Um, especially how we were just talking about the Lakers, you know. Who knows what's going to happen from there? Um, you know, and we we also touched. I remember before, um, you know, Pacers. They look like they're going on a fire sale. You know, so who knows from the Pacers who's going to go where? You know, I I don't know what trades can be done. I, I it's it's so much things is up in the air right now. Um, but you know, still if, got the Ben Simmons uh, yeah. situation. Yeah, that too. Which is like been a lot of quiet. stuff has slowed down on that. Very, yeah, it's been very quiet. You know, there's been no progress of whether he's going to return to the team or if there's an actual deal waiting in the wings because it's just been so chaotic. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, again, I we really don't, I really don't know what's going to happen because again, like you, you could try to trade for a player, but what are you trading for? What are you getting in return? Like again, like you know, this just the you know, it's just the current COVID outbreak situation, and yeah, it's just thrown everything out of a loop. I yeah. think it affects the NBA more than any other sport right now because you know, again, yeah, everything's moving at a rapid pace. Well, you know, I I don't know, man. As far as this COVID thing, uh, as far as it affecting the NBA more out of any sports, I would I would say that it affects. It's been affecting hockey like a like a like a bitch lately, man. Oh, it, for sure, yeah. I, I think um, well, did Canada did Canada not do any home games right now? Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is that the NHL is not. You know they 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 try to mask their reasons as to why you know the decision to canceling games and not canceling games or whatnot. A lot of it. People also got to understand hockey will forever be a Canada first sport, more so than uh, United States. And their main thing is that if teams cannot make money in Canada, the league, the league, the, the league takes anything that happens in Canada more important than anything that happens in the states. Um, yeah, yeah, and then and and that adds it also the degree of difficulty more so than the NBA or NFLs because of you know, just the traveling, the borders. There's so many, you know, there's seven, there's six or seven NHL teams in Canada. Um, and, and, you know, they're playing against the U.S. teams all the time and stuff like that. Whereas the NFL, everything is, you know, within the States. Um, you know, NBA, you only got one, you only got the Raptors, you know, that that's, that's playing in Canada. So, you know, you're not going to really have that much issues as far as that. Like you could find more alternatives 
push come to shove when it comes down uh-huh. to that. Um, but NHL is different. NHL is different because yeah. you have to make up these games. They they want all these eighty two games to play, uh, to play out, and it's just been a it, it, it's just been a shitstorm for lack of a better word as far as they're handling all the all this stuff and um it, it's it's insane and it's not just only the NHL it's like other you know you got other you got world junior championships that's happening around mm-hmm. um overseas which they just canceled today um um the tournament as a whole which is very interesting because yeah. they, allowed, they allowed the men's under 18 the world junior championships um to go on still but the women they they canceled completely like from the start. And it looked very funny hmm. on paper. Like, how are you going to cancel the women's but let allow the men's to play? But then they try to then they try to the, the, the spin it that, oh, well, it all comes down to the host nation of the host country, should I say, uh, that, that was doing the men's world junior championships. And that's why they're still going on. Whereas the women, where they were supposed to be at, you know, that, that affected it. it it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of handling, mishandling stuff, but um, but I understand it's a very fluid situation. But it's just on surface, you know, before the league, the NHL, they they try to mask it and say like, oh no, is this this and this and like, but now I think last night they really put out there like, yes, since Canadian teams can't really fill their arenas up to high capacity, we don't want them to play in empty stadiums, so. We're going to yeah, so we're going to do everything. Yeah, so we're going to do whatever. We're going to just cancel all of these games involving Canadian teams if, if they have to face American teams and reschedule them. And then we will the NHL with per their uh, collective bargaining agreement, they were supposed to be playing in the, the Winter Olympics in February, which they're not anymore now because they're going to have to use that break that they would have used for them to play in the Olympics to make up games that were postponed. Um, to my understanding, as of yesterday, hmm. I remember there was approximately 71 or 72 NHL games that were postponed due to COVID-related stuff. That's almost equivalent to pretty much a whole team's whole season. Damn. Yeah, because you only get 80. Every team got 82 games to play. So you mean... 70 games, so. Seventy two. Are going to be able to make up those games in like what a month time? Well, well, two some, well. I I believe some of those games already had been, you know, maybe a few games had been already that, that was rescheduled that had been played. But okay. as a whole, they have had to cancel, postpone seven. They postponed seventy two games so far, and we're just only just now just about to get into the new year. So that's a lot. My goodness. Man. That's a lot, and there's just no. We just don't know when there's an end in sight. We don't know where 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 it's where the end lies and all this. So I, I mean, I mean, you better hope that you know this uh this spike is just it works like flu season, and then once it gets warmer, uh, you know the the, the numbers start to um break and bottom out because man, it's it's just it's it's just running like a tornado around here, man. It's the holiday season. Like, yeah. people, you know, it, it's if you didn't foresee something like this to happen to Spike, like this happened, I mean, uh, I, I would say you had to be living under a rock, you know, like to, to give all these different restrictions and all the confusion on with testing and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a real it's a real mess, man, it, it going on. But it, it's. 
it's affecting uh, you know all the sports but it's um yeah it's going to be interesting like worst case scenario like i think my as a sports fan in general in relation to this whole covid stuff i think for me the worst fear is there's going to be it's like what i felt with the with the ncaa tournament last year right um that yeah you know it's it's going to be one of those teams and this is going to have a couple of their a couple of star players players that mean a lot to these teams they're not going to be able to play because of covid stuff you know let's say hypothetically right y'all <laughs> you know y'all in the NFC championship game you know facing whoever and let's say hypothetically two ga- two days before the game is going to go on let's say Zeke and, and Zach, they can't play through the protocols. Like that would suck. That is like to me, that's a catastrophic situation. Yeah, the league don't want that. The, the fans of the team don't want that. Uh, I would think just fans of the game in, in in general that they don't want that because that's it's the playoffs. Not yeah. to, not to not to sound like Jim Moore with I mean with, with just, the Lions playoffs. I mean while while we're on this subject right now, you, you know you see the NFL and um they're they're looking and now at large the NBA um WWE and and just the, just the country in general with the CDC guidelines, they're they're trying to move back the quarantine time like yeah. from ten days to five, and. You know, especially when it comes to crunch time in the playoffs, I, I, I'm very concerned uh, how that's going to work. Yeah, because it might be an opportunity for the leagues to just not test at all and right. try to push through the week to ensure that you know the top players still get to play. All the while, they might be asymptomatic and will have the virus. Yeah, they're still spreading it among their their peers. And the teammates said, and just creating a whole lot of chaos in the process. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that's um, <laughs> chaos is the is the best word to, to describe all this, and it's really unfortunate. Um, but I mean, the the reality is is that you you got to got to push through, got to work with whatever um, whatever happens happens. Um, you know, we just we just hope that it doesn't put a big, you know, damper on just the quality of the games and and you know, especially playoff time and and you don't you don't want those games you you want the big time players playing under the brightest lights, the biggest spotlights, and obviously as we know, like playoffs, that's that's the time to shine. You know, um, it, it's. I, I just hope that it just doesn't affect a, a, a team um, to the point where COVID really messes up their chances to win a championship. Uh, my my friend Tuan, uh, he he his biggest he's a Titans fan, and his biggest fear is that uh-huh. they, they now granted they never want they never won a Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl one time. If you remember, it was against the Rams and that. Uh, the infamous one yard too short play uh, <laughs> uh, to prevent them from, from winning the game. And at the end, uh, his biggest fear is like, you know, they get to the Super Bowl and then whoops, Derrick Henry's in COVID protocol. 
<laughs> and then they, yeah, and yeah. that just completely kills all of their chances of of, of winning a championship. Whereas if he didn't have but, that, they could have won. But yeah, it, yeah. It's, but at work, but at worst, though, would they even reveal that? Mm. You know, so I mean, yeah, that's just it's like the, the the integrity of the protocol is going to be tested in the next coming months. Um, and I just don't like where this is going. It, it, yeah. it's, it's just going to end up bad for everyone involved. Right. Right. And I, I just hope that it just doesn't get to that point at all, man. So, you know, here, here's, here's to, you know, everything working out to the best case scenario, um, going forward as the months go by, um, for the, uh-huh. as far as the NFL, you know, hoping that, uh, things get better. Uh, with that, um, as as the playoffs come around the next couple of weeks, uh, with the NBA, you know, you hope you know it doesn't really affect any teams. Because playoff times, you know, during the spring, same thing with NHL. Um, the only league that's still up in limbo is if we don't even know if they're going to even have a season is Major League Baseball since they're on strike. So, <laughs> so that's that's a, and, and and that's a different thing in itself, right there, right? So, um. So it's it, it's 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 a conglomerate of of just terribleness, um, but hey, we'll get through it. I'm pretty sure with the, whatever product that's event, that's presented to us, um, we're we're, go, we're going to find some find some way to find some joy in in, um, in in entertainment out of it. And you know, hey, maybe the best team win in the end, man. Maybe the best team win, but um, but uh. Also, as far as like you had mentioned, um, COVID thing, how it's affected even you know, like wrestling, right? You know, like uh, yeah, man. It, it, it's uh, recently there was a WWE put out a very surprising uh, notice out there for its talent that it no they no longer have to test anymore. I think that's what. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that's that's, uh, that's mainly going to be for they're testing it out for uh, NXT. Okay. So so the talent performance center, they're 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 gonna be um skewing um testing now. Uh they're not gonna test as much there um because it's practically the same guys that are always working there in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And um uh, and they're just gonna see how it work goes. Yeah. And uh, you know, it much like what you know what the ABA is gonna do soon mm-hmm. and um and what the NFL is doing, it's, it's Practically try to do like a, a a herd immunity type of situation. Yeah. Um. Where if they're asymptomatic, you know, they they're going to be good to go. And you know, if they if they do have it, they're probably going to just going to have quarantine for five days, and mm-hmm. then they'll come back. Which I I kind of think that's what they're doing with the main roster right now. Okay. Heading into day one, um, because uh, like half of their card was uh, they, they got hit with COVID. Yeah. Uh for day one and they you know, and most of the raw roster was it on. Um was it on um on show. Uh SmackDown won't even have a show. They're gonna have a um year in review. Um uh, so they kinda got saved that way. Yeah. But but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, this it, it hit WWE pretty hard. Um, you know, even NXT got some of their guys hit, but uh but the, the, you know, they end up having a deep talent pool, so they were able to um, you know, have a really strong show 
uh, for 2.0. But yeah, Raw was hit hard. It, it messed up the Madison Square Garden show. Yeah. You know, their post-Christmas show yeah. that they have uh, because Seth Rollins, um, uh, Biggie, and Bobby Lashley were unavailable. Uh, you know, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, you know, they, they all got hit in protocol. Queen Selena as well. You know, all of them were just good. And I believe Xavier Woods um, on the SmackDown end uh, wow. was unavailable because uh, I, I was checking the SmackDown shows and him and, you know, Kofi Kingston will be teaming up with Drew McIntyre or be having singles matches. And, and I, I knew probably something was up there because they have a tag title match against the Usos. And, um, yeah, and Xavier wasn't there. So, yeah, so I'm pretty sure that he also got it as well. But yeah, there there is touch and go right now for um for day one, mm-hmm. and um and, you know they they they're keeping the card as is. Yeah, but just, you always know with WWE, card subjects to change. Yeah, of course, but um but I I, I feel like that they're they're they're, they're going to run with what they have right now. Yeah, um you know on Saturday and um you know uh, and I, I hope you know uh, I hope you know it turns still turns out to be a good show. You yeah, know? it's a, it's a pretty strong card. Uh, and one more other thing before I talk about the card for the show, um, Roman Reigns. You know, like that's that's uh, this whole testing and COVID thing. Like that's important for him. You know, because he can't. He's not going to show up on the show if, if people are, are clearly, you know, with with the, with his cancer. You know, uh, and, and how that affects that. You know, so if yeah. this is, you know, that's. Like you said, so far, I think he was supposed to show up on that show also, and he couldn't. He he, he wasn't able to because you know all COVID and stuff. The out, I guess, outbreak or whatever change in the testing or whatever the case is, and um, you know, like you said, the the match. I don't, I don't really think he wanted. Um, uh, yeah, he um, I don't think he's going to be. He's going to be on a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, going forward, uh, because uh. Yeah, I think he's just going to be focusing on TV uh, and big events. Is is you know as long as this thing is going on, um, but um, but I don't I don't see him leaving or taking another hiatus. No, but uh, he's still going to be on TV. Yeah, he's going to like you know do the big events, but he's not going to be traveling a lot for sure. No, I mean, no, he no. doesn't really have to either. You know, nah. they have a deep enough pool of talent that they can they can make the house shows work. Nah, he he's Roman Reigns. I don't care what anybody tells me. Roman Reigns is their prized possession right now mm-hmm. for that whole for the company. Like that's that's their man. That they yeah. hands down. That's their man, and they're gonna protect him at all costs. And they need to protect him at all costs. Um. So yeah, I, I like I said, I, I have a feeling he's the card is gonna be a, as usual. Um, come Saturday. Um, but it, it is a stacked card. Um, and now that I'm now that I'm looking at it, and yeah, man, that that's that's big. The fatal four way for the WWE Championship. That's a that's going to be an interesting match uh, with Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. Um, especially the tear that Bobby Lashley has been on. Um, even though I, you know, it's kind of weird for me to say a tear because what he's doing is like he's been doing. What Bobby Lashley has been doing ever, ever since really, I guess a little after Survivor Series, um, like he's been, it's been typical business as usual for him. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Um, I think he, uh, uh, he he's um 
not going to win though. I don't. I don't see him winning the title. Uh, he is, as all things stand, he might. Looks like he's going to be turning face. Um, <laughs> once again, uh, and, and they're going to break away from MVP, and because uh, that's how that's how it's looking right now. Hmm. You know, he's pretty much just the red herring. Um, in that fatal four way, I, I I have Kevin Owens winning that. I wouldn't mind it. You know, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it either. Either. I, Either Kevin Owens wins this or something. Or, or Biggie retains because, you know, he's still got to have that Seth match. Right, right. Um, because at the end of the day, I, the way the way I look at it as far as, you know, then we all then you also got to think about Royal Rumble. You know, we don't know what, how that's going to shake up. Um, so Kevin Owens, I, I if he if Kevin Owens doesn't win this match, he's a dark horse for the Royal Rumble. Um, I feel mm-hmm. um, the, the, like for the SmackDown side, it's pretty much. I feel like for SmackDown, it's, it's inevitable. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns are going to wind up facing each other at one point yeah. or another. So I don't think they. I, I don't think Drew McIntyre is going to. Excuse me, be in the Royal Rumble again. He may, but if he is, he's not going to win it. At least that's that's my gut feeling on that. Um, so I. But that's that's another story for another day. I mean, we're still weeks ahead from 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 that. Um, but uh, it's it's definitely a match. Like and then Roman Roman and Brock. I mean, do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think this is just a all of this is just a, a fake ploy to try to let Lesnar's guard down by this whole quote unquote breakup of Roman and and, and Paul Heyman? I, I like. Do you believe? One hundred percent. Right, it has that feel. Yeah, it, yeah, it, like you know, especially going deep with the, the the interview segments from last week, uh, on the New Year's episode, or not New Year's episode, but the, with the Christmas episode of SmackDown, and how much you know Heyman has uh put his trust and in, in love into Roman and support, but you know he wanted to protect him for Brock, and you know and. You know, have Brock let his guard down going into the big match, only for Heyman to betray him once again and choose to be, you know, choose his loyalties towards Roman. Because, uh, but there's, I don't know, there's so much going on uh, with Roman's reign. Uh, I, I don't know how it's going to end. Right. But yeah, it does feel like it's clear that Drew's going to be the next challenger, or at least yeah. a challenger for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I I feel like this should be a definitive win for Roman, mm-hmm. and you know, and Heyman betrays Brock, and you know, and the and the and the whole bloodline is all good to go and back together, and and they're and they're, and they're ready to just get going towards the next thing. Yeah, yeah, you know what? The, you know it's funny um, with this card. Um, the one thing that I haven't really followed I admit I haven't really followed how they even got into um a, a title opportunity of the street profits um because for, for a while it's like they were there but it's like all right well are you gonna like are they or are they not going to you know make give them a push for them to, to challenge for the tag titles which now obviously the case is that they are going to get this title shot um against Orton and Riddle. Uh that's another match like I, I just feel like RK Bro gonna wind up winning. 
with that match. Um, I, I just, you know, my, my fear with that tag team is that with, with RK bro, I always fear that they go do the, the, the typical breakup, you know, like somebody gets like, like Randy Orton. I feel like if anything, what would be like a fresh thing is if instead of Orton being the one that turns, it's Riddle. Because I feel like a lot of people yeah. would expect Randy Orton, like, all right, you know, Randy yeah, Orton, yeah, Piper, yeah, you know, he's Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's he's stabbed a lot of people in the back. Yes, right, you know, right. He's turned on folks plenty of times. You know, I mean, they expected, they pretty much expected every week, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, when um, he he's with Riddle, that they 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 were likely would want Riddle to get hit with RKO because he may be annoying or. You know, or it's just that, you know, you push Randy's buttons. But, yeah, I could definitely see um, Orton being the one that's getting beat down by Riddle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they if they do break up, if they go that route. But uh, this match here with uh, the Street Profits, um, which they, they earned their number one contendership by beating the Mysterios in a um, uh, tournament final, the RK okay. Bronament. Yeah, and, and they beat the okay, Mysterios yeah. there. And, um... Yeah, but I'm, I'm, but just like you, man, I'm interested in what is their direction now. Yeah, because you know they had some sort of trajectory when they were leaving SmackDown, uh, feeding with the Usos, and you know, and Montez Ford had that single smash of Roman Reigns, uh, to give him a little bit of a, you know, a, a singles tester, so to speak. And now, you know, they're here on Raw. They really haven't done a whole lot. Um, some of that could be attributed to the fact that, you know, I think Tez had COVID, you know, when they first got to Raw. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and now, you know, here, here they are um, getting their title shot. They're still having pretty fun matches, uh, but it, I, I'm not too sure, you know, what their direction is. I don't know if they're going to turn. Yeah. I don't know if, if they're going to split, you know, because it's likely that they could split. But the tag team is so bare bones. Right now, yeah, for both yeah. brands, that they shouldn't split anytime soon. Mm-mm. So, uh, but I, yeah, I don't see them winning the tag titles either. You know, uh, yeah, that's I still have RK Bro um, retaining. Yeah, you know, but I, I feel like the match should be good, and um, you know, and Montez should steal the show, or at least oh, yeah. in that match. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it, it's see the Street Profits are the type of tag team that you like. You clearly see that Montez is is the guy out of that team that gonna wind up being destined to do a singles run, you know. Whenever that that team breaks up, um, he just has that the the charisma, and the personality that's just that that that's kind of ripe for a singles run eventually later on during the year. Um, and I could be wrong. I don't know. Like it depends on, on it depends on. How much they can get out of street profits um, as a team? How much, you know, longevity they could get out of that? Um, personally, I think they, should, like I said, I think they should stay as a team for a good while, a good portion of the year. And you don't know, like you know, as we now know, like Money in the Bank pay per view is, is that's that's the main pay per view, if anything, that that kind of gives somewhat of a soft reset of a lot of stuff. Um, you know, who's to say that Montez may be put in the money bank ladder match. Right. And 
he's he's the type of person that kind of like would excel a lot well in that type of that type of match uh, with his um, his move set and, and just the yeah. overall style that he that he wrestles. You know, um, shit. Put put Montez put Montez and Ricochet in there. <laughs> Had to have a little uh, thing. I, I I would find that a little bit fun personally, but um, yeah. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what comes out from that? But um, really, honestly, the, the, speaking of as far as like death, death is concerned. Uh, like you said with the tag teams, the women's like it's interesting. Oh man! Like it's. Now it's even more interesting since today yeah. with, with Tony Storm being she left the company. Uh, they they released her, um, which is very intriguing. It's very interesting. Um, yeah. um it, it's but it, it also creates a bigger hole for SmackDown in general. Yeah, because uh, they have they do have debt problems for sure. Yeah, uh, all across the roster. Right. So, um, I'm like, uh, hopefully, uh, I mean, if anything, you know, this dish might be break glass in case of emergency time for any of the um, superstars that they have it's on the sidelines. I'm not too sure if Oscar's available right now. Yeah. Because uh, she's taking half the year off uh, to recover from injury yeah. and taking a lot of surgeries. Uh, Bailey is not all the way cleared yet. Um, yeah, she's still recovering. But she has been re- rehabbing for her torn ACL. Yeah. So you now have to like you definitely have to call people up from NXT um to, to fill out um the mid card and the women's division because it is just it it, it it's a mess. It, it's it's a hard show to watch sometimes on SmackDown. And I mean now with Tony no longer being there, which is a shock, you know, for a lot of people on the roster. Um I, I'm hoping that everything's okay. Uh, it's nothing too serious that's going on outside of the ring, or you know, or or if there's you know, I don't, I don't really want to speculate what's going on or how that can be. You know, I just hope you know she she gets the piece that she needs, and um, and one day we get to see her again soon in WWE ring. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just uh, it's just crazy. Like the women's division is just nothing. It's bare. Uh, I mean, you still got Sasha, but I, I, it's obvious that they're trying to uh, keep Sasha and Charlotte away from each other for the time being. Yeah, and um, and you know, and Shotzi is somewhere in the mix. Uh, but that's really it on SmackDown. You know, you, you have Natalia and Naomi, but you know they're they're keeping them away from the title. Well, know, forever. Well, <laughs> what well, you mentioned, you know, it's funny you mentioned. Since you said breaking class, break break glass in case of emergency, the break glass in case of emergency person will always be Natalia. Like she's always, uh, a, yeah, she is always she, the, the break glass in case of emergency. Like, <laughs> I mean, whether it's, I mean, you know, it's not always a good thing, of course. But man, yeah, she she is that she is the most she is the most reliable <laughs> woman on that roster. Right, you know, for better or worse, right? Exactly. He's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to yeah. handle the and, and, and she no, she was at the Madison Square Show. You know, you know, everyone was not there. You know, they could defend the tag titles since Selena was out. Yeah, uh, I think Rhea was out too. I'm not too sure. I'm I, I can't remember. If she was on Raw um this week, 
But it had Natalia against Nikki Cross, and Natalia won. She was the replacement mm. in this match, and mm-hmm. she went over the fucking house show. <laughs> Just to break the record for most wins ever in, in a career. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> It's the power that she has to even like go over on live in, in live events against someone that's actually in the storyline. Yeah, <laughs> with Nikki <laughs> Nikki Cross. <laughs> again, she was the replacement. She came in for an emergency and won a match. <laughs> I guess again, I mean, they don't yeah. really matter in the grand scheme of things, but no. just the fact that she's still she's the heel too. That she went over. <laughs> Unbelievable, man! I, unbelievable, uh, <laughs> unbelievable! I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's incredible how much they kept her away from like the main women's titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she gets rewarded with so much else, and I, 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 I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, what I'm, you know, it's just hitting me just now. One person mm-hmm. that's noticeably missing, at least as of this recording, um. From this day one uh, pay per view on on Saturday, uh, there is no U.S. title match. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. There's no Damian Priest on here. Hey, hey, how do you feel about the the the, the split personality Damian gimmick? By the way, uh, it's I, with him. It, it works. I think it works with yeah, him. I he, can, he can pull uh, it off. I, I like it, but I'm not. I'm just not a fan of. Uh, the disqualification is like every other week. No, 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 no. Not, not that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of takes the edge that. off from the match. I, I'd rather him when he gets crazy, he just beats his opponent senseless and win the match. Right. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like if he's gonna do that, at least bring it out when, when he feels like he's at you know the, the at the the most like he's about to lose a match and he's like. You know, you always need that 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 part, that climax, right? At, at the, towards the end of the match, and I feel like something like that, like somebody does something to him that triggers that side to come out, and then boom, comes out, and like you say, he beats the ever living piss out of somebody, and that's what, and, and that's that that that's that extra thing that that makes that allows him to win the match. Um, does he need to do that? No. Um, I, no. You know, not I, I don't, at all. I don't, he should even he should even do his split personality every week either. I'm like, no. I, I honestly feel like that should be in dire situations at this point. Right, right. Um, but right. I, I I hope um I, I hope this leads to something, real because yeah. he's been treading water, uh, as champion, and you know, and I mean, he doesn't really have that many good defenses since coming to this gimmick. I would say. Um, you know, and and I would like to see, you know, hopefully, you know, if maybe you could work with Rollins, you know, just to just to get some flair back because you know, yeah, again, like the like the batch quality. I mean, it's you know, he's been putting up some good stuff, but like just just the last few matches just haven't been great to watch because of this damn gimmick. And now I, I want I want to at least see it be fleshed out more. You know, with the right opponent, and I think Seth could pull that out of him. I hope so. Well, Seth, Seth Rollins. I mean, 
I mean, he <laughs> he's Seth Rollins. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. All like he 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 will get that type of good good match out of, out of somebody. Um, and, and Damian Priest that that's a matchup that uh, I don't think we've seen happen uh, to my recollection. Um, so that's something that would be new to see. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, there is this, I, I feel like they're at a point now, and this is what both shows. Um, it's like, there's a lot of good ingredients there for, for a lot of good stuff to happen, but it always comes down to having the right ideal ingredients for certain certain matches oh when it comes to i guess to certain when it comes to the titles and Mm -hmm. stuff and and i really feel like they're at a point now where um and we know typically this is where they really hammer down a lot of plans going towards wrestlemania season and um i i haven't they got the right they got good they got the right players the mid card it's pretty good it's just a matter of just um yeah, placing them in the right spots for them. Um, that's that's very that's vital, and you know, and obviously it always helps to to give us a reason to give a shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't just throw guys together just for the hell of it. Like, uh, come on, you know, make make a compelling case as to why we need to care. And um, yeah, it, it's yeah. It, I mean, and I think we get, it, we get it. We get enough of that on Wednesdays. I mean, right. I don't need to see it every day of the week. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So, um, it's it's uh it's going to be very interesting. And, and, and refresh my memory. What happened to Finn Balor? Like, what's up, what's going on with him? Uh, I think he and Austin. I think Finn also was in protocol too. Uh, uh, uh yeah. Um, uh, he um he and um Austin Deary are currently in a in a program right now. And, okay. And Fish McMahon's in the middle of all of it. You know, so and, so and weird. Surprisingly enough, we, we I, I, I'm willing to bet that Finn and Austin Deary had COVID, and um, and I never, I didn't see Finn Man at all on television as well this week. So, um, yeah, I, you pretty much have to, you know, connect the dots there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hey, man, like I, all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I look at the card, and I'm pretty content with it. Um. I know Becky. Becky's gonna win again, even though I would love to see Liv Morgan win win this one. She probably wins, but through DQ, you know, some some uh, yeah. shenanigans that happen. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some shenanigans for this match. I mean, I will. I want just Becky to win and just end it right there. Yeah, but I would be you know I wouldn't be surprised if they just added a gimmick or something, or maybe like a ladder match or some shit, just to uh, I don't know, like like. To play up to Liv's strengths because uh, you know she's still not that great of a worker. Uh, she you know she's she does have a, a, a bit of athleticism. She has a nice little flashy finisher, but you know she is like levels below uh, the likes of Becky and and you know of course even Charlotte Flair. You know and and but I think you know just something like a ladder match. You know. Where she she you no know, we really don't have to pin the person to win the title you know she could showcase herself because somewhat like a Jeff Hardy moment yeah but I don't you know I, honestly I just want this to end so we can just get going to the real meat and potatoes yep uh, 
Yeah. And that would be um Bianca and Becky, you know, at WrestleMania. So yeah. that that would be the move. But uh, uh, you know, Raw too. Yeah, they, they need some challengers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and um and right now all they have at this point is just act four of uh Becky Liv, um Bianca and Dewdrop. Yeah. You know, with um Rhea is also there, you know, but you know, she's doing the tag thing with Nikki. And of course you got Selena and Mella also, you know, just in that second tier as well. But um but yeah, all signs point to, you know, Bianca and Becky finishing off at WrestleMania. You know, yeah. and um that should that should be great because I, um, I'm I'm here for Bianca getting another WrestleMania moment. Same here. Same here. And and, and before we I want to before we talk about that, um I do want to put out there that Liv Morgan, she is the if she's ever going to come get the title, she I could see her winning Money in the Bank later on. Uh, in, in, yeah, in July. I, I, see, I, I could see her as a pick for winning Money in the Bank too. Because for me, it gives her. I feel like the reason why I say that because either her, either her or Bailey, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know they love to do something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I the reason why I, I, I mentioned Money in the Bank is because to kind of piggyback on what you were saying with Liv. You know, like she, the, like the ingredients is there, like the, the talent is there, the athleticism is there. It's just a matter of making it all click. And and she's still, and, and obviously she could still do what, you know, do way better and prove in so many ways. And that's why I was saying, like, I feel like between now and, and then it gives her enough time to uh, not only improve in the ring and then other aspects, I guess her her promo skills too. Like it just gives time for that to happen and for that to yeah. build up. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and cause she isn't ready yet. No, 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 not at all. But you kind of want to give that. And I look at that as I look at this as pretty much as just a, 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 I guess of a test just to see, just test the waters, see how the fans react to her and stuff and see if she has a following, which she does. She has a following fans do like yes, her. She does. But so she has that part. She has that part that she could get the fans on her side. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's just more so just everything that's happening in the ring and, and in, in the promo side. Once six months, I feel like is enough for that to come together. And if they decide, like, all right, right now, strike the iron while it's hot. Maybe uh, she gets involved in a couple of feuds that that elevates her. Um, and then you could do that then. You know, I just, I just always look because the reason why I look at that is like we see what happened with Nikki Cross, you know, uh, last year in the Monday, yeah. you know, so yeah, you know, nobody really right, it, it worked. Nobody expected it worked. That to happen, I mean, and it worked. It worked. You know, it helped elevate her. You know, like people care for Nikki Cross, yeah, yeah. especially you know with the with the, with the superhero gimmick. And, you know, I can also uh, help attribute that to uh, you know, you know Charlotte coming back and, and making it work with Nikki and Rhea. Yeah, you know, and, and now they're pretty big deals, and and you know, money in bank could be um the best case scenario for someone like Liv Morgan, you know, and hopefully, yeah, she would improve by then, um, not just in ring but also with her promos because they, they, they she just looks like she's literally reading from a teleprompter when <laughs> yeah when she speaks into the microphone and right. it is it's just it's just pretty hard you know for for that to be grasped, but. Uh, I think this program could help her, you know, oh, yeah, you know, for help people be more invested in her, right? As she proceeds to like go back down the card and work, because 
really they, they got there is something there for like uh two drop live Morgan program. You know, uh and it might be another program Dewdrop might have to lose in the end. Yeah. But she's definitely gonna have the upper hand like earlier on in, you know, and, and Liv is just the best baby face to have against someone like her outside of Bianca. Um, you know, because she's smaller. Yep. <laughs> she's the small one. She's the smallest competitor um in the women's division. Uh and, you know, and, and Dewdrop would just just be tossing her ass like a ragdoll. And that would be compelling television for me to watch. Uh, and, you know, that that would be, that's just, just a linear um, feud for her to go to with Dewdrop after, um, you know, you know, Bianca and Becky just, you know, take care of them. And yep. you can just transition easily into that. Uh, so Liv's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, she yeah. should not win the title, but she's going to be all right. I have right. Becky winning as well. Right, right, exactly. Um, but not to uh, just want to touch one thing on um, AEW. I know we haven't really talked much about AEW as, as a whole. Um, um, it, it has in relation to um, I don't know if you overheard Booker T. I don't know if you listened to his podcast at all. I know Booker T. Oh, I, 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 I think I know what you're, what you're about to talk about here. Right, 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 right. Um, what, what, what do you think about? Uh, the comment Booker T made about a certain AEW talent. Uh, not just with the talent, but it's also the mentality of the talent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, like I, this is not just a generational thing, but this is a cultural thing, mm-hmm. and this is even you could say just outside of wrestling. Period. Because in Booker T's case, what I you know when I read the comments of um how. He um he didn't really care about you know focusing on having match ratings or working with so and so you know he was more appreciative of like you know working every match that he could get and you know no matter who it was and getting paid like he's focusing on getting paid to take care of his family yeah and you know it's you know you see it's a generational divide now because. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of the guys currently, you know, that are in AEW, not too many of them are family men. Right. You know, and that differs from, you know, Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah. Yes. Deciding to uh, stay with WWE because, you know, he wants to provide for his family. Yep. A lot of these guys, you know, some, you know, outside maybe the Young Bucks, now Cody Rhodes, you know, who, who pretty much they're the, they're the EVPs of the company. So that's a different hill to climb. Yeah. Yeah, compared to talents that are just signing there, not mm-hmm. a lot of them really have families like that, or you know, or it's it's, it's not that big, or their kids are just young, you know, mm-hmm. they're not like older in their teenage years at this point. Uh, they they don't they don't really mind. They they would like just prefer you know getting they, they're still getting a check, they're still getting paid. I mean, yeah. Tony Cron is you know he is throwing money at a lot of these talents mm-hmm. here, but um. But, but yeah, a good number of them, you know, they they do want to just work, you know, and you could tell who's who. You just want to work with other guys there. Yeah. Like, you just want to work and try to have the best match possible. Like Dax Hardwood of FTR. Like the FTR guys, they just want to be the best tag team and all and have the best matches, period. And mm-hmm. you know, uh and 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 that's it. You know, not a lot of not a lot of um I, I don't say they don't, but 
you don't really see that much talent focusing on just being honest with themselves. Say, dude, I want to get paid. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I want this money, dog. You know, and that's what Booker T is looking at because he's looking at it from a different situation. Like, they, they, they didn't focus a lot, you know, on like trying to be work rate or, or what spot. You know they didn't want to do or how, what what spot they did they like or whatever they just wanted to get paid. <laughs> That's it, and, and, and be able and, and you know and be able to trust their opponent and you know have good performances. They don't really care about having five star matches. They just wanted to just work and enjoy working and getting a check. Uh, and you know I you know it, I I just look at again I just look at it as like a generational divide. And I know a lot of AEW fans are what um, probably discredit Booker T's comments and probably call him a WWE show or whatever because he still works for the company. Um, but no, that's just how it is. It's not even just a wrestling thing. It's, I, I personally believe it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Like Booker T's a black man. He's yeah. in Texas. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep it real. Yeah. Like, you know, it, for us, we just like when it comes to working, we don't really like want to like. There's no one's trying to be happy at work. Like we, we would like to, you know, have a positive work experience, but not. It's not going to be like that all the time. No. So we know that we just want to go. We go. We do it there to do our job and to get paid. That's it. And to provide for our families. So I, I, I knew the mindset from him exactly when he was saying that. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's not like folks aren't going to be happy where they work. You know, no. the work the workplace is not always going to be positive. Uh, it, it is going to be calamitous. But yeah. you know, in the end, you know, you just gotta make sure you're looking out for yourself and you're doing what's right for your kids and of doing course. what's right for your family. And that's how he was seeing it. You know, yeah. he was just confused on how you know, uh, you know, wrestling, like certain wrestlers of today, are too focused on just getting their clout up. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to doing what's best for them and making sure where the next bag is coming from. You know, because uh, to be honest, some of these guys are fucking their money up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Adam Cole fucked his money up, straight up. Like he he I know he probably still wanted to play goddamn Twitch and shit and be with uh Brit and hang with his friends and whatnot, but he could have been making three times as much going to the main roster. Of course. Of course. You know, and and he would have been set. You know, he's still probably gonna be well off now, but it it, it, it just won't hit the same, you know? I agree, man. I agree. You, uh, took, you took the words out of my mouth, man. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth with that one, man. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I wanted, I wanted to hear your opinion on that, man, because I know Booker. He there are times where he makes comments and I'm like, dude, what, like, really, like, what, yeah, like, what the, yeah, like, yeah. like, where do you, like, no, man, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, you know, I remember some stuff he said about Sasha, which I, I'm, I'm still iffy towards when the way he, you know, he brought it up, but. In, in some ways, he could be right now. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but you know, he was he wasn't wrong here. No, like, he wasn't wrong here. This is this is stuff that we hear from our old heads. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not surprised. You know, this is coming from him. You know, it is not really a shield thing. This is not like a pro WWE thing. This is this is real shit. 
<laughs> it is, man. This is real shit. It is. So man. I understood. I understood what he was getting at. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, man. Um, we're 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 close to end, ending this. Um, but before before we do end this, um, um, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we don't. I don't know if you're still going to be listening to this in the year 2021, or if you're not going to listen to this into the year 2022. But in case you do not hear this podcast until after January, uh, come January 1st. So after that, um, you know, uh, it, it's, first of all, I want to wish everybody a happy new year, uh, for sure. Um, but, uh, this, this year, uh, just, just for speaking just for this podcast by itself, um, it is, uh, it, it's an astonishing and an amazing experience. This has been this year. Um, the, 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 the amount of strides that, that we've, you know, made uh, since we had first launched this podcast um, in the, yeah, man. at the start of April, um, it is it has been a a great ride. Um, you know, we both love and enjoy, you know, talking whatever it is that you know that's happening in sports, um, and in, in, in the music world that we have touched on over over the past uh, few months, man. But um, I, I'm just. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm just amazed that uh you know the fact that uh yeah you know pe- people are people yes, are sir. listening and and I uh, I can tell you right now um there is uh great things in store for the podcast uh in the coming uh, at the start of the year um you know we we got some stuff lined up happening um good stuff and so keep an ear out for that um. But overall, this 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 year has been a very um, interesting year. In in general, um, it is went is another one of the years where um, it felt like it was a long year, but it went by pretty quickly. Um, and uh, let me before I give my answer to this, let me ask you this, uh, Chris: Like, is there has there been any one specific episode that we have done? This is then, like I said, this is number nineteen. Um, uh, is there one any specific episode that 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 um that we have done that that has meant that's been your favorite one so far to do? Well, um, the one um personally, like the one that I love listening to was the one that you did with your father, for Father's Day. Uh, as far as the one that I love working on, man, I, I honestly I feel like you know every time I'm on here. Yeah, I, I I enjoy working. I enjoy you know be able to talk and shoot the shit with you, man, and yeah. and, and be able to just you know vent and let my thoughts out, um, and be able to enjoy myself and and be comfortable and, and laugh it up with you. But for sure, I would I would say the time that me and you we were we were able to discuss um you know just uh, just mental health issues yeah for men. Yeah. And, um, whether in sports or entertainment, and um, that 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 was that was great. Um, that was that was a, a real good time. Me be able to open up about um about myself and and and, and the problems that we had to face. Definitely. Uh, but uh, but man, it's just for real. It's just every every time I'm able to um get on the mic and talk for two hours with you, bro, about anything. It's it's great, you know. I, I consider it a blessing. Yeah, man, I, I agree. And um, and, and for me, it that my answer is the same as yours. Um, 
for, from a uh, from what we talked about, definitely the the mental health um, episode ha- has been my has my been my favorite to to do um, with you. Um, but but hands down, on a personal level, um, to be able to um, that that episode. That that one that recording that I did with my father that um that one I I listen to that one very often very often um you know given yeah. you know, just the um the personal stuff that is um happening my father has cancer now so um and it's uh it's it's amazing um everything happened a few days after recording that episode as a matter of fact um. It, it it definitely meant a lot to me. Um, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, we, we, we have these conversations every single day. And so for, for me to bring that onto this type of platform um, meant, meant a, a, a ton to me personally. And also, you know, to get his insight, you know, on, on, on fatherhood, you know, um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you really don't think about much. You don't really think about talking about much. Um, I mean, I'm not a father yet uh, or anything like that, but um, to, 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 for, for somebody of, from his generation and how he described how, what that meant being a father to him and then the stuff that he has learned and even to touch on the stuff when he was a kid in, in his relationship with his father uh, my grandfather, um, that, that, that was, that was something special. And that's an episode that I, I hold very near and dear to my heart. And by, by, by far that has been, um, that, that has been my, my, my favorite one, um, that have, yeah. that, that have done so far, but, uh, but to, but to echo what you were saying, um, earlier, man, like to be able to do this, um, to have, for us to have this type of platform avail- available to, for us to, um to shoot the shit man and, and just talk about whatever it is that's 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 happening out there um as much as we would love to touch on almost everything that happens within the time period between each episode each recording um you know the stuff that we we've been able to to touch on and, and, and talk about it, it, it's it's been great man i i it's one it's one of the most doing this podcast and us doing this has yeah. definitely been one of one of the highlights of of of, of my year, um, for sure. Amongst other things, but um, the fact that we was able to get this off the ground and and, and begin going running with this, and you know, and, and now to know, uh, like I said, I kind of touched on a little bit on um, the certain things that's uh, in store for us um, uh, next next year. Um, mm-hmm. it's, ex- it's exciting times. And, um, honestly, a lot of the thanks also goes to every single person that has listened to our podcast, um, this, this, this year, um, regardless if you have listened to it for five minutes or if you actually, you know, wanted to listen to the whole, you know, episode, how, how long is, how long it, it goes. Um, very thankful for that. Um, both of us are so, um, you know, on behalf of both of, of both of us, um, anybody that's listening to this, um, uh, we thank you a lot for even taking the time out of your your life, to, or, you know, your lives to, to to listen to us. So, um, 
definitely a lot of gratitude and appreciation for that. And um, I'm just very looking forward to um, everything that's uh, that that's coming through the pipeline and stuff um, uh, in the coming year, man. Um, Yeah, man. We could and it could only it's only going to get better. It's only going to. Um, the stuff topics will get better, and because it's just a lot of interesting stuff out there, man. Um, so w- w- with that being said, um, uh, got any last parting words before we uh get out of here for the you know for for the rest of the year, man? Hey, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a happy uh new year. Um, big things coming, man. Big things coming for no um no words bar. Uh, it, uh, uh, 2022, man. Like, let's just keep going for more. Uh, and, yeah. uh, like this is just, just, uh, I'm really expecting big things. Um, some great things to happen. Um, very excited. And, uh, let's just keep going, man. I agree, man. I agree. Um, like I said, for me, uh, parting words for me, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing, uh, year in music and sports, especially from, in New York standpoint, uh, in certain ways, it's been um, it's been a good year. Uh, <laughs> uh, whether it was it was all those versus battles that happened, especially the Jada Kiss one, you know, uh, of seeing that and we we never touched on this, but the resurgence of Nas, man, not Nas has just been killing it with his projects with Hit Boy. So to to, to see, yeah, bro. see that to see that happening is is a blessing in itself too. And um, he, this is like one of his the best works he's been putting in. And um, even from a sports standpoint, really, there's only one New York team really that, is, that, that has done much of anything for me. And that is my hockey team and, and, and dealing with that wild ride that we had in our, our playoff run um, early this year. That was uh, magical in itself. <laughs> um, but um, I'm just going to enjoy um, – you know, I, I'm just going to enjoy everything that that uh, that has happened this year, and and I'm going to bottle it up and uh, be ready to take on whatever comes uh, our way, uh, 2022, man, for sure. Yes, most definitely, man. Can't wait. Can't wait for sure, man. So, um, like I said, uh, again, happy New Year's to everybody that's listened to it. Much appreciated. Much a lot of gratitude and love to everybody that has listened to. Uh, the previous 18 episodes. Uh, well, when you listen to this, it'll be the 19th episode if you've been listening to all of them. And uh, mm-hmm. we will see you in 2022, and we'll be starting off with the 20th, the 20th episode. We're in, we're rolling, man. We're we're in another. Yes, sir. We're in another tier now, man. So I'm uh, pretty excited about this. So uh, yes, be safe, everybody. Have a happy new year. Um, please be careful. Uh, anybody that's going through COVID stuff, um. You know, hey, get better quickly. Um, just, just keep your family safe, and um, uh, and yeah, catch you on the other side of the calendar, man. Peace out.